0: Let's begin by all joining together and praying. Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be pleasing in your sight. For you are our rock. You are our redeemer. Amen. <clears throat> Live better, longer. That's the tagline for this new streaming series that you can find on Disney+, Plus, starring this guy, Chris Hemsworth. Now, if you don't know him as Thor from the Marvel Universe, then you can probably know he's a guy that's made a living, a career, out of these roles that emphasize his physical fitness, his imposing and dominating physical strength that he's got, too. You see, Chris, he played sports as a kid. He kind of fell into acting a little bit. And then because of these roles, he got into top physical fitness, top conditioning in his life. So that if you're aiming for physical fitness and physical health as a goal, looking like Chris or aiming to look like Chris, that might be a good goal to try to hit. And when you get there, then help me get there too. But this is why it's interesting that Chris is the subject of this six part series called Limitless, because it's not about physical health only and looking good. You see, Limitless was this series aimed at mental and physical challenges designed to make the most healthy even healthier. Limitless is a project designed to push human health to the point where people might actually live better and longer and healthier than they ever have before. Chris here was just a good test subject because he might be able to handle the challenges that other people wouldn't be able to handle and, uh, and push them to, quote, this is what they say, so that we might extend life, his life, And ours, too. This is that time of year, right, when a lot of us see a renewed emphasis on physical health and well-being. And yeah, I think the goal to live better and longer lives is a worthwhile and can be a Christian goal if we're approaching it in the right way. God has given us our bodies as gifts. He calls us to take care of them well, And when we do that, we might be able to serve him and serve other people better and longer than if we don't take care of these bodies that God has given us. But this new worship and sermon series, we're going to look at another piece of what being healthy is really all about. And it's more important than physical health because there isn't a cure to the disease that we're dealing with. Habits and lifestyles, Can't really stop it from coming. Each and every one of us is going to come face to face with it unless Jesus comes back first. You and I are going to die someday. Our sin messed up bodies do have a limit. So let's let God challenge us. Let's let God shape us through his word toward the spiritually healthy life. I think Chris is a great poster child of what physical health and strength and life can look like at the peak. Matthew was probably the opposite of that spiritually. You know Matthew. He was one of the 12. You heard his background in the couple verses that we looked at today, who he was before this. Matthew was a tax collector. I didn't hear any boos or hisses or shocking gasps gasps from anybody here, but back at Jesus' time, oh yeah, you would have because Matthew was a tax collector. You see, Matthew was part of this abusive Roman government machine, and he used his position to steal from people, unashamedly. Their abuse of power was known and clear, and honestly, they just didn't care. Tax collectors ignored God's commands about money and working an honest job, and they stole from people because that's what they wanted to do. But you see, built into that kind of living and life is this sick self-righteousness within where you convince yourself that what you're doing is okay. That, well, your position is higher than the common people. You have the power, and more money would help more people see that your power is the kind of authority that needs to be respected. So that if there is an authority that's above you, well, actually doing this kind of thing actually helps that authority and gives them credibility into what they're doing. Were these the thoughts running through Matthew's head when he stole from people? But I think you know, too, that this sick self-righteous problem, it also has another side to it. It's what eats away at a person slowly. It grows and it fades over time, but it is always going to be there. It sends a person down a deep, dark path that is very hard to turn back from. The other side of sick self-righteousness is that guilt is always there. And this side effect of guilt is going to get worse and worse the longer that you live a self-righteous life. So was that there for Matthew? Was there this crushing, sinking guilt in Matthew's stomach every day he kept choosing to do the wrong thing? Before this interaction that we hear about, Matthew is living a horrible, unhealthy spiritual life. But then, enter Jesus. As Jesus went on from there, he saw a man named Matthew sitting at the tax collector booth in just two words, follow me, he told him. And Matthew got up and followed him. You see, Jesus saw Matthew for exactly who he was, a spiritually broken person, a man who had been struggling with self-righteousness and guilt, a man just needed help. And with two words, Jesus changed the trajectory of his life, his spiritual health forever. Follow me. Jesus wanted him near. Jesus was going to make a change. Jesus was going to make him healthy. But Matthew wasn't the only spiritually unhealthy person that Jesus chose to be near. No, no. This is how Jesus worked. While Jesus was having dinner at Matthew's house, many tax collectors and sinners came and ate with him and his disciples. These people have labels on them. Everyone assumed that these people didn't care about God or God's commands. Jesus' spot at that table that day was openly showing that Jesus was willing to be associated with people like that, the lowest of the low in their society. And doing something like that does not go unnoticed. When the Pharisees saw this, they asked his disciples, why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? The Pharisees were struggling like Matthew. They were part of this outwardly religious group, but at the same time, inwardly, spiritually sick. They were struggling with self righteousness and probably guilt too. And they couldn't believe what Jesus was doing. So Jesus took this opportunity to teach them, to teach us about who he is and what he does. On hearing this, Jesus said, not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. But go and learn what this means. I desire mercy, not sacrifice. For I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners. He wanted to open their eyes to see the sick self-righteousness that had blinded them. He wanted them to start seeing themselves as who they truly were. People who were sick people who needed him. Now it's almost something that doesn't need saying because it's so painfully obvious, isn't it? But then then again, I know myself, I know you. So I'm gonna say it. Part of the spiritually healthy life is a recognition that you are a sinner that you have not met God's standards of perfection, not even one moment of one day of your life. You are not better than anybody else. There's this part of you that is sick with a self-righteous attitude. You've got a sinful nature that is all about serving yourself, and it's ready to defend whatever sin you're struggling with right now. Part of the spiritually healthy life is letting God do what Jesus did for these people, letting God give you a daily diagnosis, and showing you just how bad your sickness is. You're messed up. So am I. You and I need help. But the other part of this is recognizing what does Jesus do with people who need help? He gets close to them. He says, simply, follow me. He makes it clear to everybody that he is unapologetically going to be with them. He loves them. Think about what these interactions would have meant for these outcasts. The sinless son of God chose to be near them. Jesus, the best preacher whose reputation was all over their country. Jesus, the miracle worker and the healer who had done so much for people he came into contact with. Jesus, this most popular guy at that time, was spending time with them. Jesus ate next to them. Jesus did not care. He didn't bring them shame. Instead, he looked at them with compassion and love. And was ready to serve them as their spiritual doctor and give them a spiritually healthy life. To them, Jesus meant everything, and to Jesus, they meant everything too. There was this other group of people as Jesus was here on earth that uh, learned a whole lot about him and his ministry. But you see, these were people that understood what was wrong because it was just open and obvious. These were people that were blind. They couldn't hear. They couldn't talk. They couldn't walk. Their child was dying. They'd been bleeding for years. They had leprosy and their body was just falling apart. They were sick and suffering and they understood that they deeply needed Jesus and needed his help. And who did they call out to in their need? Do you remember some of the things that these people said? Have mercy on me. Just come and things will be better. Say the word as you're far away and my servant will be healed. Even the dogs get to eat the crumbs that fall off your table. And that's all I'm looking for, Jesus. Just your crumbs. They knew that they needed help And they asked Jesus to be the doctor that they needed. This is why a daily diagnosis is important. Because you need to know how badly you need Jesus. But that's only half of it. A daily diagnosis is also going to tell you what Jesus has done for you. It's what those sinners and tax collectors were looking for when they came to Jesus. Jesus came to be near sinners forgive sinners. He came and took the punishment that sin and sinners deserve so that it's done. He heals people from the sickness of sin so that the sickness doesn't control you anymore. He lifts the guilt and the weight that has been weighing you down because in his eyes right now you are no longer guilty of those things. A daily diagnosis is going to reveal that in the light of Jesus And what he's done makes you spiritually healthy right now, today. Jesus came. He's healed you. He's made you right with him. Now from what God has given us in his word, this also seems like the first interaction that he has with Matthew. Think about how awesome that was of a first impression. This guy was openly sinning and Jesus says, Come and follow me. And he does. But what are two things that Matthew is going to learn every day after this that he was with Jesus? Probably thing number one, Jesus is perfect. Like, perfectly perfect. Jesus was perfect in every way, perfect life, every moment of every day. And I'm not perfect. I'm a sinner who cannot live up to God's standards. I am not close to Jesus and what Jesus has done. (sighs) But Jesus wants me to be near him. Jesus, who is perfect, loves me and wants me to go along with him on this journey. Jesus is here for me to help me. Yeah, Matthew would witness the love and the compassion that Jesus would show. He would see this self-sacrifice all the way to his sacrifice on the cross. And then Matthew would recognize as Jesus came back on Easter Sunday and lived again that this was a done deal. That there was nothing that he had to do anymore. That God's plan to heal people sick with sin was finished. That with Jesus and because of Jesus, he would get to live a spiritually healthy life. That is the kind of life that Jesus calls you to have today. This is how he does it, through a daily diagnosis. And maybe the other word that you know for this, if you've been a Christian for a while, is you can call it repentance. A daily diagnosis is two things. Simply part one is letting God help you understand that you are a sinner, that you need help. Helping Him helping you see that there is a sin that's going on with you that messed you up. But the other part of repentance is also understanding that you're forgiven in Jesus, that that sin doesn't control you, that through faith in Jesus and what he's done for you, that right now you are forgiven and perfect in God's eyes, that there is certain comfort for you. That's a daily diagnosis, and that is going to help you have this spiritually healthy life. Now, one of the things that I love about this series, Limitless, and what Chris is doing is that he actually has action items, and he puts himself out there to get accountability in this crazy way. Chris puts this out there. For millions of people, whoever watches this series, he says, this is what I'm going to do. These are the changes that I'm going to make. So he says, I'm going to fast. And not just like a couple hours a day. It's like a four-day fast. He says, I'm going to do that. I'm going to be more mindful of what's going on in my life. I'm going to try to enjoy things better. I'm going to work at de-stressing in situations that are stressful. I'm going to take an ice bath. And I think that one was maybe like twice a week, 10 minutes in the ice bath. Oh. I'm going to do strength training in a different way, apart from the roles that I have. At the end of every episode, it's awesome because he's got these little action items, this very practical thing. This is what I'm going to do. This is the change that I'm going to make. And I know because I'm going to do this, I'm going to be healthier. Things are going to be better. The spiritually healthy life really can be this practical, too. One part of it, let God give you this daily diagnosis Do it in your daily devotional life. Do it in a life group with a friend that you have. Do it in some way where you write down and record it in a journal. This is the sin that God is helping me see that I'm struggling with today. But then part two, going back to Jesus. Reminding yourself that that sin is forgiven today. Reminding yourself that God sees you as a perfect person right now because of your Savior Jesus Make it that practical. Do it every day. Have a daily diagnosis and know that this is going to be one part for you in this new year of the spiritually healthy life that God wants you to have. Amen.